Welcome to the Exploring Awareness Podcast. Join Dr. Frank Anderson and Lisa Berry in exploring new ways to live in this chaotic world and find peace and joy in the most unlikely places. Well, welcome and thank you so much for listening to our podcast. This is episode number four. Already. Already. Well, I'm really excited that we've got three episodes of the Exploring Awareness podcast mm-hmm. under our belt, and we've covered a lot of material. Absolutely. I really feel like that those three episodes so far are really jam-packed with lots of things that we can keep unpacking as we go along. And useful tools. Like today, I had a really busy day at work, and I had a number of things I had to do, and each time I approached a new thing, I would stop uh-huh. and return to my core and take a breath and think about, all right, I'm going to breathe and be in this moment. Returning to awareness, is cool. that what that is? Yeah. Yeah. Right. What a useful tool. I mean, I mean, I had that stressful of a day today that it took a lot of mindfulness and effort to do it. But when I did it, I think it was helpful. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate that. Last night I was on call mm-hmm. and I was delivering a baby. You did? I did. Aww. I did. And, you know, the, it, it, sometimes labor and delivery reminds me of people's struggles yeah. you know, through yeah. life. Yeah. But it, get, it gets like encapsulated for a woman in labor because it's like she has a very difficult road Mm -hmm. to to overcome and at the end you know this baby is born and so you know she enters into labor and the contractions get harder and harder and then finally there's kind of a letting go and the baby's born it's a beautiful thing and Mm. i'm so lucky that that's my job you are And, and and as i get older you know and i become more quote unquote mindful it just becomes more and more significant to see these things happen a miracle absolutely it is that's exactly how i look at it do you incorporate mindfulness into deliveries i do i feel like well have you heard of the japanese tea ceremony where people you know will take the water and take the tea and everything is done very mindfully and very intentionally and the quality of the preparation is very different right. than just like, you know, just putting it all together. And so a delivery the same thing, Make, being aware of the people in the room, you know, and as the lady was de- delivering her baby, I said, open your eyes so she could see the baby and we put it up on her chest, mm-hmm. you know. So it's like being paying attention to the details so that the whole experience could be kind of enhanced. If it's done intentionally, it's very different than if it's done mindlessly but isn't that true with everything even emptying the dishwasher can be done mindfully with intention and not loudly banging around and throwing things in into cupboards but you could just quietly and calmly do it a lot of medical procedures is just do them right but if you do them mindfully it's very different you know putting in sutures whatever i mean mindfulness intentionality awareness can be applied absolutely every day and it it actually turns into like a meditation practice like when you meditate a lot eventually your day feels like a meditation because the because you're present and aware of everything that you're doing the quality is different you know there's a buddhist teacher blanking on the name but he said if if i could give you a way to live your life twice as long at the same quality would you take it Twice as many years. Which quality? No, no, the good quality. Oh, yes? Yeah. 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 Can't do that. Okay. But what you you can do 
is you can have your life be twice as the life that you have be double or triple or quadruple the quality hmm. when you're present to more things. I think about that when we talk about these kind of things is how being aware in the moment, how does that compare versus overthinking? Because when I think about it, I think, oh, I'm, I'm just overthinking. Can you be aware and be mindful and, and feel good and that's not overthinking? How does that, well, it's how so those interesting because you're talking about being aware of overthinking. And so you're aware that you're overthinking, but you don't necessarily know that you're aware. And so that's, that's the, the challenge. So, so you're, you're saying you know that you're aware. I mean that you're aware that you're overthinking, but you're not necessarily knowing that you know. Right? Because it's like, oh, I'm overthinking again. But what is that part of you that's saying I'm overthinking? Right? What is that space back there that's telling you that? And can you step into that space? And that's more of a meditative experience? That, that's bringing your awareness from your pilot project meditation into the world. That seems really complex to me. Well, let's then let's break it down because really we're talking about mindfulness of thoughts right now. Okay. What you're saying is about knowing what you're thinking, right? And so as we talked about in the meditations, you know, your brain is, is a fantastic computer. Let's put it mm, that way. Okay. And, the, and, the, and that computer has all these wires, right, in it, the nerves. And those nerve connections have been built up over your entire life. And there's also instincts, too. So, like, you're kind of instinctually programmed to kind of avoid bad things and to go toward good things. Right. And so that's where we're always kind of pulled in those directions. But if you had – you don't need a degree in, in psychology or neuroscience to understand what, that your brain is doing all of these things. And so we tend to think that that brain and all those things that we're doing is, is who we are. But, you know, when you were a baby, you had a different brain. And when you were a child, you had a different brain. As an adult, you have a different brain. And as you grow older, you have a different brain. You know, you might get dementia. And your brain won't think any thoughts. But is there something that's constant that's running throughout your life? Right? So what is that? Your brain is generating thoughts. Maybe it. What are some of the thoughts that generates for you that are troublesome? Oh, like it's cold. I feel kind of chilly right now. Is that a thought? Yeah, right. So okay. you say, oh, it's cold. And you have resistance to the cold. And you don't want to be cold. Right. And so you're kind of moving around like that. It's like, I don't want to be cold. What is it? What would it be to, to, to be aware that you're thinking that? What do you mean? So it's like you're, you're, you're cold you're resisting it. You don't want to be cold, so you feel, you know, annoyed or feel yeah. upset that it's cold. What if you would step back and say, okay, I know that I'm cold, and I know that I'm annoyed that I'm cold. What would be the benefit of that? Well, here I, I am asking you, about benefits. Then you can, back to where we talked about yeah, before, right. you could respond as opposed to react. What would my response be? Well, it might be to put on some warmer clothes or yeah. move inside. Yeah. I think when it comes to thoughts, though, that was like a simple thought. Yeah. I think people have a lot of complicated thoughts. Yeah. What do we do with those? What kind of complicated thought would you Like, think? oh, am I going to have enough money to pay my bills? Is yeah. that one? Yeah. Why are my kids one. going to uh, grow up to be okay? 
Um, I, I, I got a lot more, but I'm going to stick with those two for now. Yep. And so those are all thoughts that people are going right. to have. Yeah. And there could also lead to like some changes in your body, some emotional responses as well. Mm-hmm. So they're all going to be functioning there. It's kind of a way that your body is, your, your, I mean, your mind is trying to figure out survival, success, you know, mm-hmm. um, safety and things like that. So it's going to keep doing that. But when we talk about mindfulness of thoughts, so let's say you're sitting in meditation and you're, you're aware that those thoughts are popping up. You know, you can look at those thoughts and you can say, well, where is that coming from? You know, oh, we're not going to have enough money. Right. Maybe there's some regret, you know, that about how you man- manage your finances. Um, maybe there's some question about your job. So, you know, you start looking at that and you start getting insight into that. Maybe instead of it seeming like a disaster waiting to happen, you might be able to figure out, well, where did that come from? And you, and if you can get past that, maybe you can respond and figure out some ways to make it something else happen. What do you mean? Like something else about what you're thinking, or about the reality? No, about of- how you're gonna how you're gonna live your life. Yeah, I'm wondering: do thoughts cause anxiety? Yeah, yeah, they do. They do. So, is being aware of your thoughts a way of reducing anxiety? I think when you become aware of your thoughts. Yeah. You know, that, that awareness place doesn't have anxiety in it. Okay. Let's, so how do we tap into that? Because I think that's very useful information. So please do that mm-hmm. again. And how do we so, tap into that? So like we talked about the mindfulness-based stress reduction. Right. You know, and yeah. where does the stress reduction come from? It comes from going back to that core part of you that doesn't have stress. Mm. Okay. So when you're feeling these thoughts and they're making you anxious and you I know people who have like panic attacks is that how it happens you're having the thoughts and they're all building up and then you have a panic attack and because you're not aware of all the thoughts that are running in your head yeah because it's all kind of happening unconsciously so you can help us so that doesn't happen right you know a lot of it happens unconsciously right Right. so like you go and you're in a car and you know someone is uh, tailgating you and you've got these thoughts that but it just happens you know it's like part of your part of our conditioning our training our instincts I mean that has nothing to do with reality that someone behind you has any they're just in a rush maybe it's maybe they got to run to their wife's delivery I mean who knows what's going on well, I will have to tell you, I think about that a lot. I think we had that conversation not as part of a podcast. But I told you I try to be this calm, loving, happy person, and then I get in the car and I drive to work, and people are constantly pulling out in front of me. Do you remember what you told me? No. You said maybe it's okay if they pull yeah, out in maybe. front of you. Yeah, right. So I've been trying to practice that. Because I don't want to waste my energy getting angry at someone I don't know who, like you said, we don't know where they're going or what's happening. So I've been trying to practice just let it go. You know, maybe, you know, it's not going to change my life and maybe it doesn't matter that they pulled out in front of me. Yeah, exactly. It's not a competition. Right. <laughs> Driving is not a competition. No. But, but, you know, there's other things that you may think, you know, you get called to the – director's office and you're like oh my gosh and you have all these scenarios start going yeah. in your mind it's like they were going to give you a promotion 
Right. You know, I mean, people's our minds just do that. It's, we tend to think the worst case scenario. Yeah, we tend yeah. to take, and, and that's because we want to protect ourselves. So mm. again, you know, how do you get that awareness yeah. to that? And and I was those so those thoughts are happening unconsciously. You believe them, and and, and most of the things you think are probably not true. And remember that doorway to consciousness is with your breath because it's mm-hmm. really easy to be aware of your breath. You know, we've, we work with that. People can keep practicing that. Right. But, but your body is breathing and your brain is thinking thoughts, right? And so the thoughts are going and being conscious of your thoughts, being aware of your thoughts may change your relationship to those thoughts. I think you just said something kind of powerful about a lot of the things you're thinking may not even be true. I know people yeah. can concoct entire scenarios in their brain and they think if I do this, this is going to happen and that person's thinking that and none of it is true. Right. So that it makes me ask, how do you know what's true? Yeah, that's right. How do you know what's true? And is it going to be what you think? Right. Or is it going to be what you experience? Okay, what does that mean? Well, I feel like we we'll always go back to this, um, it's okay. this idea. It's, yeah. Through this type of practice, through this type of training, then there, there has to be a certain amount of trust in this as well, that when you're entering the world with awareness of thoughts or mm-hmm. you have, you've taken that backward step, then it's also like when you go forward, you're going forward in a different lane. So it's not it's, mm. you're not going to get the same outcome. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. But I, my question to you is, what are we trusting? You said you have to trust. Yeah, this. you're trusting yourself and how trusting your deepest truth. First, you gotta you gotta find it. You get some glimpses of it. You start practicing. You do start more meditating, and you start knowing it gradually. Actually, you know the the, the prerequisites will be different or the, the, the preconditions are going to change you know that the base is going to change and you're going to be in a different lane but finding out your truth comes from meditation well that's a really good way to do it and that's what we're talking about in this podcast is there another way to do it there there may be you know this is the way that i'm doing it okay do you know your truth i do i feel it do you think about it do you have a thought about your truth? You know, I think about the fact that I'm moving through the world in in a way that feels authentic and real. And so I don't, you know, I'm very fortunate in my position, you know, to be working at the University of Michigan and enjoying my job and, and doing what I do. And, and I feel like I can be myself and, and do the things that I need to do. You know, so I'd look when you look back on it, that's what I think of. And my intuitive question, which I would have asked you, but now that I'm learning to go down a new lane, would have been, isn't that something we should all be striving for? But I know striving is not a good word, and it's not our job right. to figure that out for other people. But that's why we're doing this podcast, isn't it? To try to make life better for others. Mm-hmm. I think I think so. So what 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 is going to inform your decision? Uh-huh. And. and you know, it may take a few steps back because you may be down further down a road that you don't want to be on. Mm-hmm. You may be in a job that you don't like and that that has created all kinds of problems or a relationship or um, some other situation. And, it, you know, may require kind of a backing up, 
you know, once you kind of connect to these deeper things and then moving in a different lane. I think one thing as a radio interviewer that I'm good at is thinking about people listening and what they're thinking. And so I'm going to ask you the not so pretty question or say that people might be thinking, well, easy for you to say. Right. So what can we say so it's easy for all of us to say or all of us to feel? It may be easy. And it's not just me saying that, too. I mean, this is not something I'm making up, but this is something that you get. A lot of people who've been meditating for a long time would say the same thing. Right. And it's not easy. I mean, it's easy for me to say, but it's not easy to do. And believe me, I've been in those situations myself as well. And so so I would say that, you know, some self-compassion. Um, mm-hmm. I was just listening to Jack Cornfield today, and he mm-hmm. said there's two things about the spiritual path, two things you have to do. One, you have to start it. And then second, you have to stay on it. Perfect. That's perfect. Yeah, isn't yeah. that perfect? And so yeah. I think that I if you're – okay, so if you're out there and you're not happy and you've got – Whatever problems that you have, I, I can't. I mean, I've been there too. Mm-hmm. If you if you want to try something different, you know, starting on this path towards something, realizing some deeper part of yourself. Back to that intention idea, um, and then staying on the journey. Now, d- there also has to be some trust. And uh, what trust do you trust in? in? Trust in trust in that there's some other way. Trust in something bigger. Trust that you're more than just your resume. Trust that you're more than just your personality. Trust that there's something else that's deeper that's driving you. And that you're not just a ball of conditions, you know, of what people have told you that you should do. Do you find that? Do you realize that at some point through this process? That who you are, you're trusting to find it? I think that you will discover that for yourself. And then there is, I guess there does have to be a trust that, that that can happen. But I'm here to say, and there's a lot of other people who've done it who will say, yes, there's something deeper. And and you may have felt it. I mean, you've felt that before. Well, sometimes I walk through the the grocery store and I think, what am I going to do with all this love? Mm. What am I going to do? That's a good question. What are you going to do? I don't know. Well, you're doing it right now. Yeah. You're using your time and energy to share this hmm. podcast with people. Well, and it is it is a out of love that I am. And because mm-hmm. I feel like I have connected to that. We talk about loving awareness and I feel that – if I, I said this before, if I can make life better for other people, I call myself the great distractor. If I can distract you from your problems, if I can cheer you up with a laugh or a hug or a, a, just a connection, then I'm, I'm good with that. But is that is that who I am? Is that what I'm supposed to be doing? How do I know? It's coming from your heart. Right. It's coming from your truth. And so – whether you're supposed to do that or not, I don't know. I mean, when you say you're supposed to do that, it sounds as if someone is expecting something from you. And what about your... You don't think people are expecting things from other people all the time? I, 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 who's, who, who are you trying to please? 
I'm not trying to please anyone. I'm trying to express myself. Okay. I'm getting in touch with my core and who I am and what I feel makes life better. So I'm not trying to please anyone. I'm trying to share my gifts. Okay. When, when you said this is what I'm supposed to do, that's why I asked that Well, oh, it's like my dharma. Are you into dharma? Yeah. Are you? Well, I know the word dharma, but how do you use that word? Um, why I'm on the planet, why I'm here, um, lessons I've learned in past experiences or lives or however you want to look at it. And from what I've learned and been through so far, I just think loving people is the most important thing you can do. Mm-hmm. But I want, I have, we're going to have this conversation on the podcast. I feel like some people aren't open to that. You know, I try people. I get the weirdest looks from people sometimes. Like, why are you being so nice to me? Or uh, I think sometimes people misinterpret my friendliness or my desire for a connection. And I can't stop being who I am or what I want to share. But it, sometimes it just feels like I hit a wall, and people just look at me like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I don't, and I know it's not my position to make anybody open to anything I feel. I just like we talked about last time, live by example. You know, I'm just going to keep on loving everybody as much as I can. Right, right. That's the compassionate awareness. You know, everyone's at a different place. But I do. I'll be honest. I find it a little frustrating that a lot doesn't seem like a lot of people are open to it. And is it scary or is it? Off-putting, or are people getting the wrong idea? Yeah, are we why. not supposed to love each other? Isn't that what it's supposed to be all about? I guess it depends on their own experience and where yeah. they're at. Okay, you're right. So, how do I keep moving forward? Well, I, I think I think being an example, like we talked about last time, is also really, really important. And that expression of yourself as love is is also not missed by people either. You know, they may have a reaction to it. They may have a certain surprise that you're doing that. You know, unconditional love, if people aren't familiar with it, can be really uncomfortable. And also about self-love too, you know? It's like, do you love yourself? And what do we need to do to love ourselves? And, uh, and and if you come across people who are still struggling with that, you know, it's going to be hard. Maybe they didn't get love from their family. Maybe they don't love themselves. Maybe they've got, again, because of all this conditioning in this chaotic world, there, there's, just this, there's just this, people have a sense there's something wrong with them. You know, that we, we, we're, we're in some religions, you know, you're born with original sin and there's something wrong with you. I don't believe that that's true. And so people, our culture is kind of set up that way. That was kind of mind-blowing for me that you said that, and I should have realized it myself, that it makes people uncomfortable. I don't get a sense that they're uncomfortable. I think I get a sense that they're closed off to my expression of love. But now maybe that's another way of looking at it. I just try to be nice and and caring and compassionate, and and if I see someone else is suffering or I want them to feel better— you know, I want to share that with them. But you're right. It sometimes makes them uncomfortable. And again, it's not like I'm throwing myself at people. I think people misinterpret it. But that's something to think about. Yeah. But a nice smile, some gesture. You know, you were talking about unconditional love yeah, before. It's right. really a beautiful thing. But not. it's not 
not everyone is ready to accept right. that. And it's not even about a smile. To me, it's about a connection. I think I'm good. I've told you figuring people out is my hobby. So I can meet someone and intuitively feel if they're not feeling great and then try to connect with them to make them feel better. And it's not about me. I just – I told you what I mean. I, I have all this love and I need to give it away. Mm. Do I? There's probably different methods and for different people a different method may be helpful because you know if people feel like you want them to be a certain way they may not right respond. So what do I do? Walk around Just, the grocery store and say what am I going to do with all its love? <laughs> yeah, well, maybe there's other outlets for it hmm. that you they're looking for. Are we emotionally exhausted? Do we need to meditate or do you have another avenue you want to pursue? Well, I just want to kind of sum this up. Okay. Because, you know, this issue of thoughts is really important. And and our brains are incredible machines and come up with great thoughts. And so I never want to be misunderstood that thoughts are somehow not good. Um, and that and that using your brain to accomplish things, to 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 respond to things. I mean, it's really amazing, you know, to figure out things. People created buildings, spaceships, medical miracles, all these things with our with our brain. So the brain is has this unlimited potential of good as a tool. It also has. A great potential to give us distressed, non-useful thoughts, discursive thoughts, obsessive thoughts, and things like hmm. that. So, so both things are happening, and so the the goal here is never to get rid of your thoughts, but we're exploring awareness, right? And so, I'm, so I'm inviting you and everyone to explore awareness of thoughts. And to trust that that process may somehow be healing. How about that? That sounds great. I can't wait till we talk about feelings. <laughs> because I don't think I identify with my thoughts. But when you say, okay, you use the brain and you create things and you're, you, know, you find cures for diseases and that is definitely using your brain. And maybe that's why mm-hmm. I value intelligence in other people so much because I don't – it's not like I'm – I don't think – I think I'm intelligent but I don't identify with my – I identify with my heart and my feelings mm-hmm. and I don't even think about that. So opened my eyes to that and – I think about people listening who probably say, oh, I have all these thoughts in my head all the time. What do I do with that? Right. And that's what we're going to talk about. That's what we'll do our guided meditation now. Okay. And we'll, we'll do – we'll kind of go through the, the usual things mm-hmm. and we'll also do some more awareness of thoughts. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Does that sound good? Yes. All right. Well, just find a nice place for your feet to rest and hands on your lap. And with your back nice and straight. And take a deep breath in. And feel the air go past your nose. 
fill your lungs. Reverse, go back out. Let your body relax. And even if it's just for one or two breaths, just feel into what it would be like to be aware of your breath. To know that you're breathing. And so that's this, you know, you feel, maybe you feel calmer and more relaxed. There's something about being aware that uh, takes you out of the the mental space and into something deeper. With this sense of awareness, notice when your mind drifts off. And about a particular thought. Even if the thought is I'm ready for this to be over. Um, I feel uncomfortable. I, let's see, he's talking too slow. Any thought, any issue, we'll start with just being aware that the brain is creating those thoughts. You can think about what you had for lunch today. And then be aware of the thought. What happens to that thought when you 
become aware of it. And so when you're sitting in meditation, thoughts come and go. And if you left your oven on, that's an important thought. You're going to go turn the oven off. But if you're thinking about how you should have sold your house... Go back to awareness. Is that thought really important right now? It's just another thought that pops up. Maybe you think you should get a new job. The thought back to the breath. Maybe you think back of how someone hurt you in the past. A thought comes up. You're aware of it. Back to the breath. Whatever thoughts might be bothering you or obsessing about or judging thoughts, regrets, fears, if you can just return and be aware of them, rest as awareness and you can see those things happening and maybe there is a sense of compassion for yourself right you Return to awareness and these thoughts aren't digging at you and giving you distress and anxiety. But maybe you'll realize, yeah, that's because my mother was like that. <laughs> or I'm so overwhelmed. I've got to perform. 
but maybe there's some space, some peace, some compassion, some freedom in this place of mindful awareness or compassionate awareness that's been part of you your whole life. Is that different? Somehow different than just thoughts? And so more thoughts come which is what brains do. And awareness takes on this observer part, this witness. Some people think awareness also feels like a thought. So if, if, the, if there's a thought of awareness, what would it be to be aware of that thought? Is there a place in you that is before thought? Is there a place in you that's just consciousness? unaffected by thoughts, past or future. Does it feel like if you could potentially be free of all those things? Would you feel some joy? Have a joy that has no opposite. A peace that passes understanding. A love that's unconditional. A sense of generosity and gratitude that just springs forth 
from another well, not your thoughts. Maybe this this layer, this place will inform your thoughts going forward. You may move around the world differently. Maybe these words trigger thoughts for you, so go back to your breath. Become aware of the breath. Aware of the body. Aware of the thoughts. aware of awareness rest as awareness experience peace and joy and love that rests at the center of who you are Just take three breaths and you open your eyes. Hello, hello Lisa. I don't want to come back. <laughs> I want to stay there. Can I stay there? In that moment, well, that's always there. <laughs> you get me with that every time. It's always there, isn't it? I don't know. We just put a big effort well, into you taking us there and speaking so calmly. And I, I want to always be there, right? And we can get there on our own. Well, do you meditate every day? I try. Well, let, let's 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 start. Can you commit to meditating every day? Define what the expectation includes. Okay. What what could you do? Like a half an hour? Like once a day at least? What would you recommend? Well, so I think it's great to have a place in your house where you can sit and either listen to these guided meditations, mm-hmm. listen to other guided meditations, or, or just sit on your own um, with a timer. And I like to use the Insight Timer app. And and spend some time doing what we just did. And I'm wondering if, if and, and I try to do that every day as well. I haven't been as good lately. But I'm wondering if we could do that for a week, okay. at least 10 minutes a day. 
to guided or unguided? No, either, however you want to do it. But okay. but I would like for I know you've meditated before, right? But would you commit to do the do the mindfulness of the breath, mindfulness of the body, mindfulness of thoughts, and just keep doing that, and yeah, every day absolutely. for absolutely. for for ten to thirty minutes for okay, a but, week, oh, and then we'll report back next week. Okay. And, and the listeners can do the same. So for seven days, we're going to do it every day. Yes. At least 10 minutes, if not 30 or 40. Yeah, I definitely want to. I think. I'm just I? asking you if you. Yeah. Can you? Yeah. Or will you? I will. Okay. Try. You'll try. That's all you can do. Right. But yeah, let's do that. Okay. And I think that practice of, of what we're doing, I'd like to hear how it, how, what, what what your experience is with that. Do you think it, the time of day matters? I don't. I no? like the morning. I think the morning is much better. Okay. You're less tired and fresher. And I would recommend at least 10, if not 30 minutes. Not everyone can do 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. It's just too much. For you, I think you could do 10 to 30. I know you've been at our sessions and you've done 20. And when you want to get up and move, you just become aware of that as another thought, another thing, and just do it. When I'm sitting across from you and you're leading a meditation, I can get into the zone, if that's what it is, and just let it go. And I do meditate at home, but I'm wondering, can I? Yeah, well, let's see. Okay. Because it takes practice. And I would like for you to be a great example to all of our listeners as they struggle through this as well. Okay. No, I we I know the benefits of meditation. I read it, hear it. I know, but I want you to experience. I do. I it. want to. Too. And then we can share. And me that. too. Me too. Because I've been a little bit lapsed in the last week. So let's support each other. We're okay. going to meditate every day. Every day. And we're going to meet back next Monday and have a, another podcast, okay. and we'll do a practice report. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Okay. Good. I thank you. I'll, I'm all for it. All right, so do we have some closing announcements? Yeah, we have an email address. Yeah. What's our email yeah. address? Yeah, it's exploringawareness at gmail.com. So if you have any questions or thoughts you want to share, we would love to hear from you. And yeah. then maybe we can read them or share them on We can our next answer podcast. them on air. Yeah. So or again, that is computer. exploringawareness at gmail.com. gmail.com. Okay, so we want to hear from you and uh, would love to hear from you. And then we have a Facebook page. Yep. Yep, that's coming and along. And there's one of your guided meditations is on our Facebook. That's page. right. Very excited about that. Thanks for for sharing that. And that's was it. A, it's like 15 minutes long. Mm-hmm. It's a body scan, mm-hmm. and I think it's really useful. It's a resource. It's very beneficial. <laughs> At least it is for me, and hopefully for you. I'm not going to yeah. put a judgment or a recommendation. We'll see if that's the way people like to yeah, meditate. You right. Know, it might might yeah. be the right. For so them. that's Facebook page, and that's exploring awareness. Yep. Exploring awareness so on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. And then um, we have a Patreon page. Oh, yeah, the Patreon. I love Patreon because it also creates community around this. How does that work? Well, you go to patreon.com and you can find our podcasts. And if you would like to become a patron, quote unquote, there are like different tier levels uh-huh. that you could join. Right. You know, there's a $1 tier level just to be part of the community. And, yeah. you know, we're, we're trying to figure out what extras we could 
provide for people right. at different Patreon levels. Yeah. And so we're still learning about these things, but we're just, we'd like to build community. We'd like to know you're out there. I think for me, ultimately, that you're even listening and that we're connecting and building community. That I mean, That's everything. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Really, really fun. Right. Well, thanks so much for listening, and uh, hopefully you'll tune in to, for the next episode. Yep. See you next week on Exploring Awareness. This podcast is not an attempt to practice medicine or provide specific medical advice, nor does use of this information establish a physician-patient relationship. Listening to this podcast does not replace medical consultation with a qualified health or medical professional to meet the health and medical needs of you or others. If you are having problems, please see your primary care provider or your local mental health professional.